0: You're listening to a special bonus edition of the Very Well Mind podcast. We usually share a guest episode on Mondays and my quick Friday Fix episodes on Fridays. But today, we're releasing this special episode to talk about online therapy. We wanted to create a bonus episode where we could take a deep dive into the topic much more than we could do on a typical Friday Fix episode. So on today's show, I'm going to talk about who online therapy is for and who it isn't for, the advantages of seeing an online therapist, misconceptions about online treatment, and what you should do before you sign up for therapy. Before we dive in, I'll take a minute and explain what online therapy is and how it's changed over the years. A few years ago, online therapy sites started cropping up, and they offered access to do talk therapy via video or chat. Those services expanded as more competition grew. New service providers meant new services were being offered, like phone therapy, And now there's psychiatry and support groups that you can access online, too. Of course, during the pandemic, we saw a huge shift in online therapy. There used to be laws that said therapists couldn't see somebody outside the state where they were licensed, but those laws were relaxed, and a lot of people who had been seeing a therapist in person just shifted to seeing their therapist online. And then online therapy directories started popping up, which made things a little bit confusing. A directory just lists people who offer online therapy, but the directory likely gets paid for the listing and they aren't actually the company in charge of all the therapists. That's a little bit different than the service providers like Talkspace or BetterHelp who have a website where people get the treatment and there's some oversight from them in terms of matching you with the therapist and even switching you to a new therapist if you aren't happy with the first one. They accept the payment from you and they vetted the therapist that they work with. So while it's great that online therapy is rapidly expanding, it can actually make the whole process feel even more overwhelming because there are so many choices. So today I'll help make the process easier. Let's start by talking about the advantages of seeing a therapist online as opposed to in person. First of all, you'll likely have a lot more scheduling flexibility. You can usually talk to an online therapist in the evenings or on the weekends. You won't have to worry about adjusting to the therapist's schedule. Sometimes you can just leave them messages any time of day or night. You also won't have the indirect costs that are associated with therapy, like paying for gas money or parking or childcare services. So it can be cheaper. There's also a bigger variety of therapists to choose from. This can be really important for somebody who lives in a rural area where the local therapist might not specialize in something. And some mental health issues are best treated by a specialist, Like somebody who specializes in eating disorders, for example, can be critical for the treatment. Online therapy also saves time because you don't have to commute. And it can be more cost effective. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. So those are some of the benefits of seeing an online therapist. But online therapy is not for everyone. Here are four times when online therapy probably isn't a good idea. Number one, if you don't have access to high-speed internet or phone lines. We've all seen those commercials on TV where the conversation gets interrupted. You don't want to have a therapy conversation that goes like that. If you don't have high-speed internet, video chatting probably isn't going to work out well. Or if you don't have access to a landline phone where you can hold a conversation without the call getting dropped, probably also not a good idea. Number two, if you have a serious mental illness, like psychosis or another issue that perhaps isn't safe to be treated online, online therapy is not for you. Granted, I don't think face-to-face therapy is right for everybody either. You need to be able to carry on a conversation where you gain insight, take homework assignments home and practice them. So I don't think therapy is for everybody in general, but online therapy is usually not indicated for people who have a severe mental illness. And number three is if you have active suicidal ideation, most online therapists will have a safety concern if they can't get a hold of an emergency responder they don't know what county you live in or what your address is. So if you or a loved one has active suicidal thoughts, you're better served by contacting a crisis hotline or seeing somebody in person. And number four, it's not appropriate for people who don't have a private space or a private device. I've heard from people who say that they are in a relationship that's really not healthy. Maybe there's domestic violence They can't talk to a therapist uh, on the phone or via video chat because it's not safe to do so from home. If you aren't sure if online therapy is right for you or for a loved one, you can always ask your primary care physician. And some online therapy sites have a quick form to fill out before you begin that can help screen out people that they don't think is a good fit for their site. Okay, so that's who online therapy isn't for. Now let's talk about some of the biggest misconceptions about online therapy. I get a lot of questions and I hear from a lot of people who aren't sure what to expect or how it actually works. Here are the seven biggest misconceptions about online therapy. Number one, it's not real therapy. It is actually. You talk to a therapist and it might not be carried out the same way. You're not sitting in a room face to face, but maybe you get to talk to them via an app or maybe you have video conversations. So it is real treatment. Number two, Another misconception is that it's not appropriate for people with mental health problems. That's not true at all. Sometimes people will say, well, online therapy is okay if you're just dealing with a little stress or you have some questions about maybe a situation that you're in. But the truth is, a lot of people find online therapy to be really helpful for depression, anxiety, OCD, or other mental health problems. A misconception number three is that you can't do couples therapy online. Actually, you can. There are several sites that specialize in couples treatment. Some of them allow you to do video chatting with an online therapist. Others give you a chat therapy room where your partner might leave messages. You could leave messages and then the therapist talks back. Misconception number four, it won't meet legal requirements if you're court ordered. This one depends. There are some websites that make it clear that they will not write you a letter that says you completed your online anger management classes, or if you're in a custody dispute, they may not get involved. But other sites will. So you'd want to check on that. But it is possible to get court ordered treatment online. Misconception number five you can't get help for substance abuse issues. That's actually not true either. There are a lot of websites that cater specifically to people who are struggling with substance abuse issues. So online treatment is available. And Misconception number six, it's not appropriate for kids. Actually, it is. There are a lot of sites that have grown over the years that now treat kids, uh, some of them even younger children. It started out with some sites offered therapy for teens, but now even tweens and younger kids can get online therapy and family therapy too. Uh, misconception number seven, your therapist won't really get to know you. This depends. So if you're just messaging a therapist, you don't use your real name, maybe they won't get to know you. But if you really do want them to get to know you, maybe you do video chats or you talk on the phone, you have regular appointments, they will get to know you even though they're not meeting with you face-to-face. Okay, so now that we've cleared up the misconceptions, let's talk about what steps you should take before signing up for online therapy. Number one, identify how you'd like to communicate with a therapist. Most online sites offer a variety of ways to communicate. So you might message back and forth, kind of like text messaging. You can set up regular video appointments. Some sites offer live chat and some sites offer phone calls too. So if you aren't comfortable on video, an hour long phone call might be a better option for therapy. And number two, check with your insurance company if you plan to use your health insurance. So there are some sites these days that accept health insurance. Many of them don't. But some do. And not all health insurance companies cover online insurance. So if you plan to pay for your treatment, hopefully using your health insurance, you'll want to talk to your company first and find out what sort of services and treatment that they do cover. And number three, think about what type of therapist you think you'll work best with. Sometimes people have an image in their head that they think they would work well with somebody who is of a certain age or maybe somebody who specializes in a certain condition. Having that in mind can help you figure out who you want to work with. And number four, before you sign up, make sure to read the privacy policies. Some online therapy companies monitor your data. Some of them sell your data. Make sure that you just read the fine print to know what they are and what they aren't allowed to do with the information that you share. So now that I've shared the info that you need to know about online therapy in general, let's get specific about the various online therapy services. At Very well mind. we decided to take a deep dive into all the big online therapy service providers. And then we gave out awards based on who we think is the best in the business. We chose the winners by surveying 5,775 people who had signed up for online therapy. And we talked to 4,862 directory users. We interviewed over 300 therapists and we analyzed 55 online therapy services and 25 directories to find out what services different providers give and to perform testing on each one of them to get a sample for ourselves. Using that research, we created a rating system to score all the different service providers across some key areas. And then we could determine the winners in each of the 16 categories. We rated everything from the quality and the expertise of the therapists to the user experience and the functionality when you sign up. Other areas that we looked at included the company's reputation and how far their reach was, their therapeutic approaches and techniques, cultural sensitivity, company privacy, the specific conditions that they treat, and a few other things. Here are the winners and just a few of the categories that we looked at. Best overall for large service, that award went to Talkspace. Therapy for teens, couples, and psychiatry are all available on their site. They have the widest variety of therapists and they accept health insurance. They provide several different subscription plans too, based on whether you wanna message your therapist, just have video appointments or both. The award for best availability went to BetterHelp. You can get matched to a therapist fast. They're available in all 50 states and you can communicate with a therapist around the clock. They also offer financial aid to people who are having trouble paying for treatment. And while most sites have you choose your own therapist, BetterHelp matches you to the therapist they think that you'll work with best based on a computer algorithm. Best for Psychiatrist. That award went to Talkiatry. They accept insurance and you can choose which psychiatrist you think that you would work with best. The only thing is they're not available in all states yet. But if you're looking for an online psychiatrist, there are a lot of other service providers available which can reduce the waiting time as compared to seeing a psychiatrist in person. Best for kids. We gave that award to Little Otter. There aren't a ton of online therapy sites that see kids, but Little Otter does. In fact, they see kids up to the age of 14. Of course, for younger kids, they're going to want more parent involvement, just like if you were bringing your child to see a therapist in person. Best for insurance, which went to Teladoc. If you have health insurance that you want to use, you might try Teladoc. They offer live video services. One downside is you have to go through the sign-up process before you'll know if your insurance is accepted. The award for best group therapy went to Circles. This site gives you a questionnaire to complete and then matches you with a group that can best meet your needs. Whether you're struggling with grief, anxiety, or a relationship issue, this site will help find a support group that's a good fit for you. So those are just some of the online therapy awards that we gave out. There are tons more. To read more about our online therapy awards, you can go to verywellmind.com slash online therapy awards and check out all of our winners with explanations about what we liked as well as some potential drawbacks. Now, we also asked you to submit some questions on social media and on our website. And so I wanna make sure that I take a few minutes to answer those before we go. One question came in was from April in Michigan, and she said, how can I be sure that my privacy and confidentiality will be protected in online therapy? This is a great question, and it just goes back to doing your homework. When you check out an online therapy site, just make sure that you read the fine print and find out what kind of data they're going to collect from you. On the surface, a lot of them allow a fair amount of privacy, like you can use a nickname and you might not even have to reveal your actual name to the therapist but they take your payment information, so they will connect it to your real name on the back end at least. Another question was from Maria in New York. She said, I've had therapy on and off over the years. The more I tell myself I'm good enough and I'm worthy and I'm pretty, I don't feel it. How can I get back some of the confidence I used to feel about myself after a toxic relationship? Well, Maria, this is a great question for an online therapist. It sounds like you've had therapy, perhaps you wanna get some more so you can finally feel good. maybe you look through some of those online therapy sites and find a therapist that you think is best matched for you so that you can get your confidence back. And Adam in Colorado wanted to know if online therapy can help with anxiety. Yes, it absolutely can. Whether you have a generalized anxiety disorder or panic disorder or maybe a specific phobia, all the different kinds of anxiety can easily be treated online. And know that anxiety is one of the most treatable conditions, yet most commonly undertreated, meaning that treatment usually helps, but it's hard for people who have anxiety to get themselves to the therapy office. Sometimes it takes people an average of 10 years to finally talk about it. So for people who have anxiety, online therapy is often a good way to get them in the door and get started on treatment much sooner than they would have if they had to go to a therapy appointment in person. And last question came in on Instagram, so I don't know where the person is from but they said how many sessions should I try before I decide if it's helping or not so that's a really good question and it's a good question to ask an online therapist based on your goal so if you sign up for therapy and you decide your goal is to manage your stress better or your goal is to feel less depressed ask your therapist up front how long should I stick with this before I start seeing results what kind of progress can I expect and depending on what sort of online therapy you're getting It will probably depend if you're texting a therapist versus attending online therapy video chat sessions. The answer might be different, but that's a great question to ask the therapist that you're working with up front. So there you have it. The ultimate guide to online therapy. I hope that you'll check out verywellmind.com slash online therapy awards for more information. You can read reviews of all the major online therapy sites and learn more about online therapy in general.